0: enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with cube from first arkansas bank and trust member fdic it's time to groove with grovey with an all-time great Razorback quarterback
1: takes it cuts inside to the 10 to
2: the five he'll score touchdown Quinn grovey showing the great athletic ability did it
0: his way. Current Razorback broadcast analyst Quinn Groby. Grooving with Groby is brought to you by Bell and Sword at 1011 Oak Street in Conway. From boots to suits, they have everything for the best dressed man. Now, let's
2: groove. By the way, Christian, clip of the day is definitely the play by play voice of Kent State talking about all the deficiencies.
0: He very distraught. sad. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, distraught and basically like, and I can't even get any time with a head coach. My life sucks right now. Here's the good news for Kent State. It's not a total loss. You're going to get paid $1.6 million to get your teeth kicked in this weekend. Not a bad payday. Quinn Grovey joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline to chit-chat about the matchup this week and recap last week's game. Quinn, welcome.
1: Hey, I did hear that interview, Justin, with the, uh, the play-by-play guy. I think I'm going to have to go over and give, give him a hug on Saturday. He, no sounded doubt. Little, he sounded a little upset, and I know that's got to be a tough environment to work in right there when – seems like the access to your head coach is not that much. Right. So, uh, <laughs> well, you yeah. have
2: low expectations because you replace all 11 on offense, and then you come out and give up 723 yards to the opposing offense. Uh, not a lot of fun for a, for a play-by-play guy, I can tell you. And luckily, I have been in that position too many times, but that's a tough game.
1: Oh, my goodness. I mean, that's, that's a lot of yards. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I don't care how you slice it or dice it, giving up 723 and being able to watch somebody run – For three hundred and eighty-nine yards and actually throw the ball for three hundred and thirty-four yards. I mean, that's a long day. And at some point in time, if you're if you're that play-by-play guy, you may have to take a thesaurus up into the booth with you to kind of figure out what to say next.
2: Yeah. It's tough. Um let me ask you about Arkansas's run game last week, Quinn. We are all anticipating that it will be a little more effective this week, even without Rocket Sanders. Uh, how much of that do you think was a function of Western Carolina trying to load the box and take it away? And how much do you think the guys up front weren't getting a push? And obviously they were a little – you know, they were missing Brady Latham was a big piece of that, that offensive line.
1: I think it was a combination of both. I mean, Western Carolina said we're not going to let you run the football. And I think they probably knew that Arkansas wanted to work on the conventional run game, meaning the 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 five-down line and the tight end and and the running backs. I mean, the inside zone, the outside zone, the power. How can we get a push? And, you know, you, you expect to be able to run the football against the Western Carolina, but when they load the box and they're, and they're saying, hey, we're going to shoot gaps and stop the run, that's why when they ran the RPO, I mean, guys were so open behind the linebackers because they were overcommitting to the run. That's just kind of a part of it. You still like to see the offensive line get a bigger push, especially in short yardage situations or goal line situations because that's when everybody knows you're going to run the football. Mm-hmm. Who cares? I mean, you know, what what, what time frame of the game and so it's really about a mentality. So you can you can say Western Carolina overcommitted to the run, but at the end of the day, for Arkansas to be effective, they got to be able to run the football when other teams know you're going to run it. And uh, so I think that that's the thing that they'll continue to strive for this week. And if they get a better push, you get Latham back, like you talked about. But other than that, um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a mindset, and so I, I think they'll continue to work on that. I don't think they'll insert KJ into the run game. Uh, unless they have to, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't. I don't see that being an issue.
2: No, I just want him to stand the pocket and have linebackers bounce off him like uh, small children. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, here's Coach Pittman on Latham's return. Brady's
0: back. He's practiced um, all, all week, and uh, we need him. You know, uh, and that's nothing against uh, Braun, who played well over there and all that. But the you know the more you can get in there, and he's a, a, a veteran, experienced guy. Uh, we need him back in there. I'm sure Bo Lemmer, you know, their best buddies. I'm sure he can't wait for him to play again next side by side. Which offensive lineman graded out the best? Who who, who played the best?
1: Uh, that's a good question. I hadn't seen any other recap uh, from Cody Kennedy in regards to the grades for the offensive lineman. I'm sure I'll be able to kind of take a look at some of that stuff um, either today or tomorrow, but I don't know. I, I really don't know. Uh, and I think what they're looking at really is as a unit right now, um, h- how is it happening as a unit? And uh, I, I think they all believe that they've got something to do, something to prove in the run game. So I think you'll see that unit come out and be very, very aggressive on Saturday.
0: I was very impressed with Armstrong and Tesla. Which one did you like? The, I mean, I know you like it. It's like yeah. picking your kids. But which one? I mean, which one did you like uh, what you saw out of the most?
1: Well, I like you, I liked them both. But I thought coming into the season that Andrew Armstrong was going to be the guy that KJ would rely on the most. And you can see he got seven targets, had five catches, 78 yards to lead the team. But Tesla was good as well. Mm -hmm. And so that it's both those guys were very effective. um, And they were playing in a environment where the the defense was trying to overcommit and in the run game and that's why they were open and i love the fact that when you throw the ball you catch the ball and Mm -hmm. that's really what they did on saturday i mean very simple uh guys didn't have any drops uh they had enough separation and when kj put it on them they caught it and that's what you like to see so uh i'm i think armstrong will continue to lead this football team but it's good to have a guy like Tesla over there really trying to help um, you know, direct traffic as well.
2: I didn't know you were the manager of the Durham Bulls now, Quinn. That was a very good impression. It's a simple what? game. You throw the <laughs> ball, you catch the ball. You got it, you don't hit the ball, preferably. But. So Tesla's an interesting story we just saw pointed out. I think it was in Tom Murphy's story this week that he did not play receiver until he got to college. He was a quarterback in high school. Obviously, the kid's a freak athlete, but... He, uh he's still relatively new at that position, still learning his way.
1: Yeah, he is. And that's why I think uh, these first few games are really, really important for them to gain confidence and uh, him get, you know, a lot of reps. Because, of course, you know, when you get to LSU or even BYU, the competition is going to go up. And then what does that look like? Then what does the separation mm-hmm. look like then? And how do you handle that situation when the stage continues to get bigger and bigger? So. Yeah, he has the right mindset, though. I mean, you know, and and I love the way that he catches the ball or he believes that if the ball comes close to his hands, he's going to uh, come down with it. So Armstrong and Tesla, both of those guys are big body guys who can jump. So there'll be some places that KJ can put the ball. And I I thought he was even trying to do that on Saturday. He threw a couple of corner routes to Armstrong and Tesla that were high to the outside where either his guy was going to get it or nobody was going to get it. And I think if you can find a way to, to, to get that ball placement down like that, then that's going to be very effective, almost to the point like that back shoulder fade, which was so, been so tough to stop over the last 15 years. If you can find a way to throw that corner out high into the outside to a big-body guy who can go up and understands foot control, uh, it gives you an avenue for, for a lot of plays being open and completions that you may not normally have.
2: Talking to Quinn Grovey on the of Moving and Storage Hotline, brought to you by our friends at Bell and Sward. Talked about the receivers, the quarterback, offensive line. Let's talk about the running backs. No rocket this week. Nobody's freaking out because of the depth there. Uh, what, what's your expectation on carry split and who will start? And then also, what are you looking for from those guys?
1: Well, that's a that's another good question. I mean, I would assume AJ is probably going to start, but I think you'll see a bunch of those guys um, uh, rolling in there. Those top three guys for sure, and then I think you'll see. Um, I think you'll see um, the freshman as well, um, Augustave. Uh, so it'll be uh, good to see what all those guys do. I don't know who's going to get the, the 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 chunk of the carries. I would probably say it's AJ. I don't know if they would fill Rocket's distribution. I mean, Rocket had a big time distribution, which he should. But I think it'll be more about the hot back and uh, who's filling the groove and who's able to actually find running lanes when Kent State brings all eleven. So hmm. that's really what it's going to come down to. Uh, but I expect all those guys to be very, very effective. And I, and I expect them to go in with the mindset of, hey, we're not trying to just rip one off and break one every single time. Let's go in with the mindset of following our run tracks. And then let's get in there and see if we can get four or five yards and then pop one. And so I think that that's the mindset that they'll have. But I, I think it's going to be a very physical approach uh, with an offensive line. But understand that, you know, Kent State's going to bring a lot of people. So the run game may not be as effective as most people want, but you still got to find a way to try to, try to make that work
0: over on defense. I I really liked the rotations that I saw on the defensive line linebackers. They were getting guys in and out, trying to keep them as fresh as possible. And I think that that's going to pay off in the long run. What did, what did you see on the, um, on the front seven? What did you like?
1: I, li- I really liked what the defensive front was doing. I, I thought they did a nice job, and, and pr- probably the biggest stat that stood out to me was the fact that they had 10 tackles for loss. And to me, that means you've got penetration. You've got guys that are winning battles. Uh, they didn't have very many sacks. They only had two sacks, which came very, very sporadically. But to be able to see guys in the backfield play on the other side of the uh, the line was, was, was really good, in my opinion. I thought that they were very solid in the run game. I thought some of those guys did a nice job in just really understanding what Western Carolina was trying to do in the screen game. I mean, there was one play, um, you know, that that Torian Carter was tracking the quarterback and changed his direction, saw it was screen, and was able to get over there and make a play. So they they understand their keys. They understand what they're doing. And I thought the defensive front really allowed the linebackers to, to play with a little bit more freedom. So the defensive line is solid, man, and uh, I think they'll continue to contribute at a high level.
2: Quinn, last week Arkansas punted the ball extremely well. Um, Hopefully they don't have to punt at all this week. UCF only had to punt one time against Kent State, but uh, obviously we are kind of getting what we were told we were getting with Fletcher from the year before.
1: Yeah, he was good. He was was really good. I mean, I think he averaged like 49 yards a kick, but then also he pinned Western Carolina inside the 20 uh, a couple of times. So it's really about with this football team, special teams will be a huge point of what they're trying to do and I think it's something that Arkansas will need to win big games in the SEC but uh, pinning people back and making them go the long haul the percentages of scoring a touchdown is is much more difficult when you do that so nice job by Max uh doing that but also great job by the coverage team about being in the right spots and and making sure you're uh ready to go so I, I love the fact that from a coverage standpoint, they did a nice job there. I lo- love the fact that Cam Little from a kick standpoint was able to put balls through the end zone. And then I love the aggressiveness, uh, aggressiveness of Isaiah Satania. I, I thought he was hungry. I thought he was starving mm-hmm. to get his hands on the football. And when you have a guy like that, you design plays. And, and that's why he took that one out, mm-hmm. you know, uh, eight yards deep or five yards deep, whatever whatever it is. You, you, you can't go 105 yards unless you, unless you catch it five yards deep. And he was trying to get to the house. And so I think you'll see him break a couple of punts. I think you'll see him break a couple of kicks before the season is over in a critical game that's going to help Arkansas win a football game.
0: Is this a kind of a, a same week? Just in, you know, put it in rewind and let's do the same thing again that we just saw?
1: Yeah, and, and I think the, the, the best thing about that, it is the same week. But now it gets to be the same week with a game under your belt. And you, it gets to be the same week with film that you can go back and take a look at. I mean, it's basically like a second home opener uh, that you guys were talking about. And uh, they should be excited about it. And so you, uh, I, like I said, I love the way the schedule is with Western Carolina starting. Then you step up in or quote unquote step up in competition. I don't know how much we're stepping up. Uh, but uh, it's one of those where you get a chance to to go out there and, uh, and take the field again and, and try to correct those mistakes. This football team has the right mindset. And so to me, it's not about Kent State. If this football team wants to be as good as it needs to be, then they have to um, they, they have to take care of business in games like this, and I believe they will.
2: Let's do it. All right, I love it, Quinn. Thank you for the time, my friend. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate Bill and Sward.
1: All right, gentlemen.